beams and junior beams. I'm Tiffany with SLM Kids, The Lantern. I'm so thrilled to see you back again to continue our story. Remember, we are learning what the Bible has to say about the story of Elijah. This includes all the interesting characters and stories along the way. So parents, that means you may want to read ahead to guide your beams learning to what fits your family best. Let's get started. First, let's invite our biggest helper in. You ready? Okay. One, two, three. Holy Spirit, we need your help. That was fantastic. Now, let's pray. Hello, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in our hearts today. And we welcome you to help us in the lantern today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good job, Beams. Now, open your Bible and go to 1 Kings chapter 22, where our story continues. Today, we are going to learn about the good king and the not-so-best friend. Parents, I'm reading from the New Living Translations. Feel free, of course, to use whatever version of the Bible you have. All right, let's begin. For three years, there was no war between Aram and Israel. Then, during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. During the visit, the king of Israel said to his officials, Do you realize that the town of Ramoth-Gilead belongs to us? And yet, we've done nothing to recapture it from the king of Aram. Then he turned to Jehoshaphat and asked, Will you join me in battle to recover Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, Why, of course, you and I are as one. My troops are your troops, and my horses are your horses. Then Jehoshaphat added, But first, let's find out what the Lord, what the Lord says. So the king of Israel summoned the prophets, about 400 of them, and asked them, Should I go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or should I hold back? They all replied, Yes, go right ahead. The Lord will give the king victory. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there not also a prophet of the Lord here? We should ask him the same question. The king of Israel replied to Jehoshaphat, There is one more man who can consult the Lord for us, but I hate him. He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. His name is Micaiah, son of Imlah. Jehoshaphat replied, That's not the way a king should talk. Let's hear what he has to say. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Quick! Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah. King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah 
dressed in their royal robes, were sitting on thrones at the threshing floor near the gate of Samaria. All of Ahab's prophets were prophesying there in front of them. One of them, Zedekiah, son of Canaanah, made some iron horns and proclaimed, This is what the Lord says. With these horns you will gore the Arameans to death. All of the other prophets agreed. Yes, they said. Go up to Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. Meanwhile, the messenger who sent, who went to get Micaiah said to him, Look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. But Micaiah replied, As surely as the Lord lives, I will say only what the Lord tells me to say. When Micaiah arrived before the, ki- before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically, Yes, go up and be victorious, for the Lord will give the king victory. But the king replied sharply, How many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? Then Micaiah told him, In a vision, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, Their master has been killed. Send them home in peace. Didn't I tell you? The king of Israel exclaimed to Jehoshaphat, He never prophesies anything but trouble for me. Then Micaiah continued, Listen to what the Lord says. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him and his right on and on his left. And the Lord said, Who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so he can be killed? There there were many suggestions. And finally, a spirit approached the Lord and said, I can do it. How will you do this? The Lord asked. And the spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. So you see, The Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Then Zedekiah, son of Canaanah, walked up to Micaiah and slapped him across the face. Since when did the spirit of the Lord leave me to talk to you? He demanded. And Micaiah replied, You'll find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. Arrest him, the king of Israel ordered. Take him back to Amon, the governor of the city, and to my son Joash. Give them this order from the king. Put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely from the battle. But Micaiah replied, If you return safely, it will mean 
that the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added to those standing around, Everyone, mark my words. And that was 1 Kings chapter 22. Again, parents, I read from the New Living Translation. Well, beans, it's that time again. It's time to shine bright. What's that, beans? We haven't finished the rest of the chapter. That's the right way to shine bright. You guys are so observant. Way to focus. This story has two distinctive parts. So, in order for us to get a deep understanding, we're going to break it up. That means this is part one, and the next time we meet will be part two. Great! That was 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 1 through 28. (laughs) Alright, well, there's so many good things that we can remember in our everyday lives from this story. Like when we're at school or on the playground, even at home, at church, lots of places. So I'm gonna point those things out and you guys are gonna shine bright along the way. Ready? All right. Well, in today's story, we learned about a king named Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah, the southern kingdom of the Israelites, while King Ahab was the king of Israel, the northern kingdom of the Israelites. So all of my Facebook and YouTube viewers, you can see the map that's posted there, right? So Jehoshaphat, unlike Ahab, was a good king. He served the Lord and he followed him. Although he was not like the evil king Ahab, he made some major mistakes. Guess what, Beams? We are going to look at some of Jehoshaphat's mishaps and learn from them. So let's start by first examining ourselves. That's right, little Beams and Junior Beams. Take a good look at you. Can you name? One time, you made a mistake and learned something afterwards. Wow, Beams! Those are all incredible examples. While our mistakes are usually no fun, they teach us a lesson and they help us grow. Now, let's look at some of King Jehoshaphat's mistakes. I'll point out three major ones from the verses that we read, okay? This is our first one. You are what you eat. (laughs) What? What does that have to do with Jehoshaphat? Well, that's a great question. If we eat a bunch of junk food, our bodies become pretty junky, right? We even feel lousy. Well, if we as followers of Christ, hang around bad people, we are likely to do lousy things, right? Let's do some Bible investigation. Let's find Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. 
Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. Here's a clue. It's in the Old Testament. Excellent job, Beams. Now, let's read it out loud together. Don't worry if you have a different translation of the Bible. Read the version that you have. I'm going to read this verse from the New International Version or NIV. Here is Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Great job. That sounded so wonderful, Beams. Jehoshaphat made friends with an evil king. We have already seen some of the things that Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel were capable of. So why would someone like Jehoshaphat, who follows the Lord, Make friends with someone that does evil. Well, let's learn from this and be very careful, Beams, who we call our friends. Now, guess what, Beams? It's time to shine bright. That's right. We're going to focus our lanterns really close on this next mishap of Jehoshaphat. All right, and get the answer to this question. You ready? Here we go. Has anyone ever heard the term, don't be unequally yoked? Parents, don't be afraid to help your beams out. I love to say it, God loves families. That's the same thing for you, beams. Little beams, don't be afraid to accept help from our junior beams and junior beams help the little beams out. That's right, beams, way to shine bright. Ah, that's really amazing. Yes, when we hear the term unequally yoked, that's usually when our youth pastors, pastors, Sunday school teachers, right? They're usually talking about marriage. Wow, I know it, guys. You have a very long time to consider those things. But way to go. You guys are so, so smart, all right? Well, guess what? We could find this in the Bible. Are you guys ready to do some more Bible investigation? Great. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Here's a clue. This is found in the New Testament. Ready? Oh, you guys are doing great. Way to investigate. 
Let's read this together as well. Again, don't worry about which version of the Bible you have. The Bible is so powerful, especially when we speak it out loud. All right, let's say it together. You ready? Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You guys sound so wonderful reading the word of God out loud. I love it and I know God does too. Okay, so guess what beams? Being unequally yoked does not mean only when you guys grow up and get married. All right. I'm glad that you have your lanterns shining so bright already, okay? So, I want you to think about this. Can you think of an example of being unequally yoked that doesn't have anything to do with being married, okay? Think of it. What other ways can we be unequally? equally yoked. Oh, you guys are absolutely right. There are several ways we can be unequally yoked, right? How about if we join a club or something at school? that we know the Lord would not be happy with us joining. How about even when we play sports like soccer and we join a team that likes to cheat and bully the way to winning? Or how about simple friendships when we make friends with people who we know bully or are mean to other people? Or if we make friends with people who like to talk about other people? Right? Those are all ways we, as Christians and believers, can be unequally yoked. All right? So, basically, God does not want us to ally, side, or partner, another word, with wickedness. Jehoshaphat did this when he agreed to partner with Ahab in war. When we partner, we agree. So basically, Jehoshaphat was agreeing with the evil king Ahab. When we make friends with bad people, it means we are agreeing with them. Now, Beams, does this mean ignore classmates who don't believe like we do? No, you're absolutely right. Should we refuse to help others who don't believe in Christ? Great. No, we should not. Should we mistreat others who don't believe like we do? Absolutely not. You're absolutely right. God wants us to love everyone, but this does not mean that we put ourselves around bad people or mistreat people who believe something different. We simply do not knowingly make friends with someone we know does bad things and we cling to those we know does good. 
okay? <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last mishap of Jehoshaphat, okay? Now, we should listen to those warnings. That's right, Beams. Jehoshaphat advised Ahab to consult with the Lord before going to battle. Ahab didn't quite follow Jehoshaphat's suggestion and consulted with 400 false prophets instead. I mean, Ahab and Jezebel have a thing for these false prophets, right? Again, Jehoshaphat urged Ahab to speak with a true prophet of God. Ahab finally complied or listened to his friend. However, when the true prophet spoke, neither Jehoshaphat or Ahab listened. Now, we can expect this behavior from Ahab, right? Ahab doesn't follow God. He was not a follower. He was not a believer or he just didn't do the things he knew God wanted him to do. Jehoshaphat, however, was a different story. He did the right thing and he convinced his friend to speak with a true prophet of God. Yet, when he received the message, he did not heed the warning. After all, what was the point of summoning Micaiah if he wasn't going to listen to anything he had to say? Well, Beams, truth is, what Micaiah had to say wasn't what they wanted to hear. So, it wasn't popular, right? So rather than heed the advice of Micaiah, they both chose to ignore it. Let's find it in the Bible. Are you ready to Bible investigate? All right, let's find Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. And remember, it's in the Old Testament. Fantastic job, Beams. You guys are getting so great navigating through the Bible. It's just wonderful. Now, let's read it together. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. You guys sound so heavenly. That was wonderful. Reading the word of God out loud, it's just truly amazing. God warns us about being full of pride and refusing to listen to the sound advice of others. Now, let's take a small quiz. I know, I know, Beams, a quiz. But you guys will do so well, all right? So I'm going to ask a few questions or so. And you guys are going to say either accept or reject, right? You ready? All right, let's go. Your mom warned you to tie your shoes so you don't trip or fall. Accept or reject? That's right, accept. Yeah, your mom loves you. She wants to protect you, right? She doesn't want you to hurt yourself, right? So that's very good sound advice to listen to. All right. Your teacher tells you to practice your spelling words for a test. Do we accept this or reject it? That's right. Accept. 
Your teacher wants you to learn and they want you to do well. So their advice to you is to study and practice so you can have success, right? That's sound advice we should listen to. Great. Now, how about this one? A person at school tells you your favorite character is silly and you should change it to something everyone else likes. Should we accept this one or reject it? Ooh, that was quick. That's right. We should reject it. That's not sound advice. We could call that a word curse. And I'll teach you guys about that in a different lesson, okay? But that's not sound advice, right? How about this one? A friend at school shows you a way to remember math problems very quickly. Do we accept it or reject it? Oh my goodness, you guys are shining so bright on these answers. That's right, we can accept that friendly advice. Now, it may not work as well for us as it does for them, but we know that they're just trying to be helpful and that friendly advice, right? Okay, how about this one? Someone tells you that your favorite shirt is ugly and you should stop wearing it. Should we accept that or should we reject it? Yes, we should reject it. That is not sound advice. That's not advice we should listen to. It's not advice at all. That's criticism, okay? So God warns us about listening to the advice of others, but we need the help of the Holy Spirit um, to what's called discern what is helpful advice and what is what I called earlier a word curse or someone who just doesn't mean you well, okay? So again, the Holy Spirit is our help in this. So whenever you're not sure if you should accept or reject advice, what you can say is, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And he will help you with what to say, with what to do to accept or reject, okay? He knows just what to do, always, okay? You can always ask the Holy Spirit for help, no matter what, all right? Well, Beams, that is going to be it for today. So that means you'll have to tune back in next time. Continue our story of the good king and the not-so-best friend. Guess what, parents? You can submit any prayer requests your beings may have to Shining Light Men, M-I-N, at Outlook.com. Again, that's Shining Light Men, M-I-N, at Outlook.com, and I'll be glad to lift your beams up in prayer with you as well. Let's stay connected. You may do so via Facebook at SLM Kids The Lantern. And you can follow us on Instagram there as well, SLM Kids The Lantern. The Lantern is also on YouTube at, guess what, SLM Kids The Lantern. Great news, your little and junior beans can enjoy The Lantern now via podcast. That's right. On that commute to and from work and school, no matter where you go, you can connect via podcast. That will be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, 
Amazon Music, Anchor, and more. All right. So thank you for tuning in to The Lantern today, little junior beams and parents. I'll see you all next time. Until then, remember, it only takes a little light to shine bright against the darkness.